0: Good morning. Uh, Welcome to the Jeff Gregory podcast. It's been a unique year. Uh, The day is the last day of 2020. It's been a year of many circumstances, whether it's been dealing with COVID for some people and families, uh, loss of jobs, being able to work from home. It's been a year of blessings for some. Like myself, like I've said before, this has been a year that I felt blessed. I am a converted introvert, which means I like to stay home. I used to not be that way growing up. And then when me and Christy were married, you know, we'd go places all the time. But as I've gotten older, I enjoy being home. You know, whenever COVID first happened, we started staying home. And this year we really just kind of stuck that way. We don't really get out and about. We didn't go on vacation this year. We didn't do anything that we normally do. We didn't go to Gatlinburg. We didn't do any, you know, major camping trips or anything like that. And we didn't see a lot of people. You know, it's it was different. And in my opinion, for me it was different in a good way. It allowed me to self reflect on things that I needed sharpen up in my life, you know, making sure that I am able to spend time with my girls and I loved it, you know, when I was working, I'm working from home and it's one of those things that I enjoy a hundred percent. I love that when I'm teaching, you know, my girls are in the house with me and I get to help Jenna with her school stuff. When I'm on breaks. Get to spend time with Julie. Don't have to drive to Nashville every day. You know, my routine has shifted, you know, completely. Uh, it used to be, I got up at 5:15, 5 o'clock every morning. You know, I got to a quick shower and I was out the door, because I always get to school super early. I'm one of those people that I like to go ahead and get my day started when I'm up. Uh, I'm a natural person to stay up late, but it's also natural for me to get up early. I kind of burn the wick at both ends, sort of so to speak. And now, you know, I don't have to get up to like 7.30, I start my classes at 8.30, you know, and work on school stuff. It's just been super nice for me, at least. Like, I know some folks have struggled, you know, especially people that, you know, single moms and dads, and, you know, having to deal with childcare and things like that. But, I mean, I, this has been one of the best years of my life. And I feel I'm not boasting, I'm not bragging, you know, I'm just telling you the truth. It's been one of the years that I've solely enjoyed, I mean, you know, the amount of time that I spent with my family and my girls, it's been great, you know, and I, I mean, I don't wish that COVID continues, but you know, I, I, I do want to, I do want to stay home for a little bit longer you know, and that that might be selfish of me talking that way, but it, it's the truth. You know, I don't want to catch COVID. I've had several family members catch COVID. I've had several friends catch COVID. You know, I haven't had any friends or family to pass away, which is a blessing. You know, I've had some family members that have really struggled with it and it being something that, you know, I got my cousin Kim right now is really impacting her health. She's got double pneumonia and, you know, praying for her and It's one of those things that I don't wish upon anybody, you know, and I worry more about my girls than I do myself as far as the COVID because, you know, most of you know that that listen to my podcast, know what I wear to work. I wear three masks. I wear a cloth mask. I wear a mask that is called a DL-10 and then I wear just whatever favorite mask I got on above that. Plus I wear, it looks like an alien space shield. I mean, it looks like something out of like Star Troopers or something. And I don't care what people think about how I look, because I don't want to bring this stuff home to my girls. You know, we've done a really good job, I think, as far as keeping Jenna and Julie isolated from folks. You know, we haven't been in person church in a long time. Uh, I still attend my Bible class on Thursdays, you know, but several guys have already had the COVID and got over it there. And a lot of times we meet outside around the fire, which is kind of where I want to meet, you know, in this situation, you know, I'll bring the wood every week. if that's what it means to be able to meet outside. It doesn't matter to me. You know, I want to make sure that I'm keeping my kids safe. You know, like Julie is one I really worry about because, you know, the poor thing already has breathing issues. It seems like, and, and then she was in the band, but I a few years ago, like I've talked about before, but, this year has just been different, you know, it's had its ups and downs. I'm not going to say I've had like the best, you know, perfect year, but it's been the best year I've had. You know, I've had a lot of fun times. I've had to spend time with my grandmother when no one else could, because, you know, like I said, when I'm virtual teaching, I don't go anywhere. You know, if I go to Walmart to get groceries, that's it. You know, I don't go gallivanting around and hanging out, and whatever, but I'm spending that time with my grandmother and, you know, bringing the girls over and, Right now we're going to go see Nanny here in a little bit. And that just means a lot to me. You know, like I enjoy that time because, you know, Nanny's eighty-seven. It's not gonna be thirty more years or forty more years of getting to go hang out at Nanny's house and see spending time with Nanny. So these this time right now is is very cherished to me. You know, like like the last few years i spent with my grandfather, you know, I love those years. Love those years, you know, just the talks, the hanging out, um, you know, riding around with him, going up to the store, listening to him, talk to the old man up there at the store. And, you know, those are the times that like with him, I missed the most. You know, he was my, my favorite person. And like Jared called me yesterday and was telling me some stories about my uncle Mark teaching Bible classes last week. And he used to share stories about my grandfather often and that stuff, you know, puts a smile in my heart because, you know, Bill Gregory, I mean, he was a remarkable, remarkable man. I mean, great husband, great father, like great grandfather. You know, like I got, I look, I look at him more for me as a father figure than I ever did a grandfather. You know, he was one that would you know, come down hard on me. And I understand, like looking back, I understand, you know, because I had two paths. That's all I ever had was two paths: one to the right, one to the wrong. And he didn't want me to go down the wrong path. And so at times, when I when I thought you know he was being rough on me, he wasn't. He saw potential, and he also saw what could happen if I, if he didn't do that. So, but reflecting on this year, a lot's happened with our country and things like that, which I'm not going to harp on. It's one of those things that it is democracy. You know, the votes do count. I mean, even if they are illegal, they do count or wrong, whatever. I mean, I just hope that, pray for the best for our country with, you know, Joe Biden leading. I did step down as a deacon. I wasn't going to, but, and I'm not going to elaborate because I I told the guys and um, Pastor Bill that I wouldn't gossip, and I'm not going to, but I did step down for some lack of communication issues and some some lack of trust issues, I feel like, on, on the other end, so on my end, but that's just part of it, that's the nature of the business, and really, what got me thinking about even stepping down was about a month and a half, maybe two months ago, we did kind of a debate, it was a debate mm-hmm. on... Whether you believe that in the Trinity, which I'll go ahead and tell you the Trinity is where you believe that God is all three parts. He's God, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. Or you believe that, you know, they're all separate entities, you know, and I wrote a 13 page dissertation on this. And if you want it, I'll share it with you because it's something that I literally put off. I put 40 hours in on this because I studied every article, every verse, every passage that I could because in my mind, in my heart, I'd I've, I've never believed in the Trinity. You know, we've been going to Revolution Church, which is a Baptist church for years. And the more I studied, the more it just confirmed that, you know, the Trinity is not right. You know, the Trinity was started 300 years after the death of Christ. It's one of those things that it's a man-made doctrine. There's no there's no solid scripture to back it up. You can pull and piece things together to back it up, but ultimately, you know, what it came down to was, if Jesus Christ was God, then why would God send his son down to die on the cross for our sins? You know, uh, looking at it that way, if Jesus Christ was God, why didn't he raise himself from the dead? Or if Jesus Christ was God, he couldn't be tempted by the devil whenever the devil was tempted, you know, in the Gospels. So there was many uh, verses and things I've used, but it just doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, why would Jesus have to be baptized, you know, if if he was God and things like that? You know, he was he was one of the, Jesus is the son of God. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, whether you believe it or not, there is no set scriptures. And the best part about it was is I played devil's advocate on this. So for the next week after some of the guys presented their stuff, I went back and I flip-flopped my ideas and I wanted to prove myself wrong and I wrote a three-page thesis on the Trinity. Three pages. 13 pages against the Trinity, three pages for the Trinity. And I'll share that too if anybody wants to read it. The three pages that I found that I was able to kind of piece together, like I said, piece together. I couldn't put this together as a whole because there wasn't enough evidence to back it up. And believe me, like I love debating. It's one of those things that when I was a kid, I was on the debate team at church. I won several awards. I, you know, I have a degree in BSing people, I feel like at times, because I, I just can. But to be able to say that the Trinity is, there's nothing. There, I mean, there really wasn't. It was stuff that I was kind of making up that I was reading and just kind of putting in there. But as far as sound scripture, no, I'm sorry. There wasn't. And it wasn't that I was using one version of the Bible. Like I, like my guys in my Bible class know that I use many versions. You know, uh, the NIV has been my favorite because it's one of the first Bibles that I ever ever had that was my own. Um, it's not, in my opinion, the best Bible to read, but it is my favorite because— of the way it's read Uh, i feel like it's pretty easy read it's only like a ninth grade level you know Uh, i did use the nlt uh, which is the new living translation the esv english standard version the king james which is you know kind of the basis bible if you go to church of christ or anybody that's in kind of an older school doctrine type of church um and then i even went back to the geneva if you've never heard of the geneva bible it's a bible written in the 1400s it's one of the first translations of the Bible to English. Uh, I think it's either the first or the second. I can't remember if it's the first or second. But it's a Bible that is kind of hard to read uh, because there's not a lot, not all the letters are there, if that makes sense, not all the vowels and things like that. But, I, you know, pulling stuff from that together, you know, there's just no proof that Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are God. Now, I know they work together like there's no way around that part, you know, uh, but as far as them being the same entity, it is it, it's not it's, it, it factual. I mean, there's nothing scriptural that makes that factual. And then a couple of guys are like, well, that just makes Jesus a good story. No, that makes Jesus the son of God. That is what that makes him. I mean, I can't imagine ever giving up Jenna or Julie to save anybody else on this planet can't do it like I don't love anybody else enough to do that sorry it just won't happen so for God to give up his only son shows divine love for us and if you don't believe that then you're looking in the wrong place so because if he was giving up himself I mean yeah I I would die for several people like I love a lot of people in my life and I would give my life for them so that that right there would go automatically put an asterisk on saying that Jesus Christ is God. Yeah, God could give himself up for you. I believe that. But as far as him giving up his only begotten son, that takes a lot more love than I think I've ever had for anybody. You know, I mean, it just if you go back and read and reflect, you will understand. And then talking to Scott, you know, me and Scott have a lot of good religious talks and He's very knowledgeable. Always know read the Bible several times. So when we break down stuff together, like when I, that is one thing I do miss right now is in the mornings on the way to work, the early mornings, five o'clock, five 30, he's the person I call. We talk for an hour, hour and a half every morning. And a lot of times we spend half of that, sometimes more talking about scripture, talking about the word. And he is on the same page and he opened my eyes to a lot of things because you know, one of the things he's always told me, and then and it's always stuck with me, is, you tell me who Jesus Christ is, and I'll tell you what you know about God, in the Bible. And he's exactly right. So if you think that Jesus Christ is just a good story, or that Jesus Christ is God, then I don't believe you know very much about the Word. And like I said, I'm, I'm not a person that reads my Bible daily. I know I'm not, and I'm, I'm awful about that. And I'm. I um, used to be really good at it, really good. That was something that I did every morning. And as I've gotten the last couple of years, I just haven't. And, and I feel bad because it's almost like a burden in my mind that I'm not doing reading, reading the Bible. But at the same time, it's one of those things that I know that I've got to step back up and do it more. That's one of my resolutions. Last year, I made a resolution, and I only made one. And I promise you, you can ask my wife, I stuck to this every single time I went to the bedroom and it was to pull the clothes hangers out of the closet when I got a a shirt or pants or whatever's hanging in the closet and I did it every single day and Christy was you know she said that was awesome you actually made a resolution that stuck every single day and I made myself it was one thing I had to discipline myself because a lot of times you just reach here grab a uh, shirt or pants or whatever when you pull it down you know the clothes hangers are all just hanging up there all crooked and sideways well i kept mine out well this year i have two resolutions that i really am going to enforce myself because they're just, just the right thing to do one i want to make sure that i read my bible i want to study the word you know i have a really nice study bible that i got a few years ago uh when the family christian bookstore was closing down and that is going to be my basis that's going to be my basis. And two, my next resolution is going to be harder because I hate talking on the phone. I'm going to reach out weekly to one different person. One different person. Whether it's a check-in, whether it's uh, just let's talk about some scripture, let's bounce some ideas about God off each other. It's going to be that because I hate talking on the phone. You know, as I've gotten older, like I said, i have a converted introvert. I'd rather you text me. I'd rather you email me. Mean, that's just kind of how life is. But at the same time, that is going to be something that I'm going to do weekly. So if you get a phone call from me, I know you're listening, and that will that will kind of confirm that I'm following through on my resolutions. I don't like saying that I'll do something and not doing it, and that just drives me eats me up actually. Like I can't do it. I'm one of those people that sometimes I over volunteer for stuff. I, I put myself kind of stretch myself thin in areas, but I still get it done. I still do it. And that's kind of what I'm going to do with this right here. I want to make sure that I'm spending time where time needs to be spent. And I want to check in on people because I believe that's the, the right thing to do. Not just, you know, as a church thing or whatever, I believe that it is the right thing to do for me as a Christian and me as a man. So, if you get a phone call from me, you know, it will be awesome. But moving forward, you know, I don't have much more I want to talk about today. I'm fixing to be at Christie's work to pick up my girls to go see my grandmother. But I am going to talk a little bit about empathy and sympathy. My daughter, Jenna, is my mini-me. Like, she looks just like Christie, but the little girl, she's daddy's girl. She acts like me. She's got my thought patterns. She's mine. Julie looks just like me, but she acts just like Christy. She's got Christy's thought patterns, Christy's way of thinking, and all that good stuff. Well, the way I look at it now, Jenna wrote a card yesterday for somebody, uh, a really good friend of mine, and he's going through some stuff. I'm not going to say who it is or elaborate, but I just told her he, he wasn't feeling well and he's in the hospital. Well, Jenna made him a card, and my poor baby's in second grade, and she has dyslexia. She has trouble with her eyes, but at the same time, she's very loving and caring. Without me telling her to, without me saying anything about it, she handed me a card yesterday, and I got choked up because this little girl right here doesn't have a whole lot of sympathy or empathy for anybody. And she almost poisoned her mama this year, and it was, she was playing in the bathroom and she was mixing mouthwash with, uh, I think it was, Pine salt or alcohol wipes, I don't know something, but it got on Chrissy's toothbrush and made Chrissy deathly sick. But Jenna made a card for my one of my buddies, my best friends, and I mean, it brought tears to my eyes. I'm getting tears reading it. I mean. Jenna can't, Jenna struggles with reading. That's like one thing she struggles with is her reading and her writing. But the little girl sat down in the backseat of the car, cause she was with me all day yesterday. She wrote him a card and I'm going to give it to him. And he, he needs to keep it in his truck, like pin it to his truck or something. Because I mean, like just talking just reading right now, it makes me like, like I'm tearing up because this little girl and she loves him too. Like this is like one of her favorite people in the whole world. Like, she gives him hell every time she talks to him. So, I mean, it's just, it's great. But I love it. And I'm going to give it to him today or tomorrow whenever I see him. But like I said, when you have a little girl and you love them, and your daughters and your, your kids, and you're, and you're able to instill love and compassion, it just means the world um i don't know what else to say about that but i mean able to see her doing that i'm so proud of her but that's all i have to say i'm gonna close this out in prayer and then i'm gonna go in and get my girls kind of Christie's work uh much grace to me, father i thank you for opening my eyes i thank you for a great year for me i uh, thank you for my family uh, my girls my wife i thank you for to love and compassion thank you for the ability to learn and study i thank you for showing me the truth when the truth need to be shown god I ask you just watch over me be with those who are struggling be with those who are having the rough times this year uh just forgive us when we fail you in jesus name i pray amen well i'll talk to you later have a great day